Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the television, not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, cause here comes the Frosted Side. With the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Linquist. Saturday morning, it's a magical ride. So hop on board with the Frosted Side. Dave M, Dave L, watch the Saturday shows and give you useful facts that only Morrison knows. They bring on a guest, review a cartoon and a sugary cereal. Grab a spoon, don't touch that channel. Grab some chow, the frosted side. It begins now. Ho, 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 ho. Merry everyone. Yes, it is the final frosted side of this wonderful year, quote unquote, 2020. I use the term wonderful very loosely. It's yours truly, Dave Morrison. Dave Linquist is out and about, probably returning some gifts just like you are. And we're looking forward to 2021. And if you're just like me, 2022 will be your year. That's what I say every day on January 1st. But enough of that. We've got a great show to close out this crazy year. Matt Conine, Dave Linquist's brother-in-law, he picked one hell of a cartoon, Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy's Invention. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Yes, that episode. And Duncan, yeah, America runs on Duncan, caramel macchiato cereal. Yeah, it exists, and we tried it. It was fun, but word to the wise, you might want to find a good dentist afterwards because it'll crack your teeth. So, don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the television, not too close, and don't pick at the marshmallows because here comes another episode of The Frosted Side with the Daves, Dave Morrison, and Dave Linquist. How's it going? Happy holidays. Oh, is it? Is it yeah. really? Yeah, right. <clears throat> uh, well, I've got some days off from work, so that's something. Oh, you got some days off from work. Try a whole month. Oh, God. They closed down the museum again. Completely? Ugh. Uh, just oh, for about a month or until people start to learn to wear masks, but whatever. They probably yeah. won't, so. New Hampshire live free and die, right? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, good times. Uh, so <laughs> we won't go there because uh, you know I, uh, the governor could be listening. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited about this week's episode. Uh, I I think I told you I um, recorded a uh, forgotten episode with a uh, practice episode with my wife uh, Jess, and uh, she, she, she yeah she she didn't want it to go up weeks, and it was of course it was me just like recording solo with her. But the uh, the cartoon she picked is the uh, same cartoon our guest picked, and uh, I found that quite entertaining given our guest. Is it running in the family? Is this a yeah, family affair? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I guess we can bring him in now. Uh, guesting this week uh, is my brother-in-law, Matt Conine. Matt, how's it going? It's going very well. Welcome. And uh, I, I got... 
particularly excited to bring you in, Matt, this week because uh, I've I've been hooked on your uh, your recent YouTube channel, uh, yes. Bone Up Gaming. Uh, I don't really know about the background of this uh, much. Did you start it as a Facebook page? Do I have that right? Um, <clears throat> well, there's been a lot of I've been in social media a bunch, just doing a bunch of different things, mostly because it started with me posting anime memes and stuff on a Facebook page that I was too embarrassed to post on my actual Facebook and didn't want to put my friends and family through it. And I got, wait, wait, hold on right there. I need to jot down notes because I'm, I'm, I'm currently in the doghouse, but go on. Okay, good. Fantastic. And I just got more and more into social media. I started streaming a bit on Twitch. I got, I fell hard into retro gaming and I just like all the love I have for all the games I played growing up, all the cartoons I had growing up. I just wanted to like talk about it. And I got, capture card a bunch of this stuff used all my streaming knowledge social media knowledge and i'm all like hell i'm just gonna make some youtube videos that's great that's mm -hmm. great and I, I mean i think it hits right with our audience too you know we <laughs> we are we are all about nostalgia here that's right but regarding oh well i don't know if I should bring it up yeah bring it but up. yes i have a couple of videos up already about miscellaneous games i've talked about the ah real monsters game the Gremlins 2 game for Game Boy and NES, and also Halo 2, because I was fortunately, unfortunately, shared a birthday with the release of Halo 2. Oh, Not wow. the birth birthday. But, did, you know. did you have Sonic on there, too, or am I making that up? Yes, I did, I did a, a kind of a, a teaser Sonic 2, where it looks like I'm talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for Sega Genesis, but in actuality, I cut myself off and end up talking about the master system and game gear version instead which is um much of a disappointment because of my love for sonic 2 and the oh, sonic wow. series in whole i i totally forgot there was a master system sonic 2 i thought it was only the first game that's wild uh oh is that little no, Lucy? <laughs> no that's my cat that's the reason why i wanted to have the mute button oh wow she... Your, your, your cat does sound like it a child does. Can't tell me about it she acts like one too she sounds like <laughs> She probably sounds cats? more like a human walking on the steps if Lucy came down the steps. <laughs> I'm all like, oh, who's that? Oh, it's a cat. That's... Well, anyway. That's... No, no, of course. Uh, Dave, I don't know how much I've uh, clued you into this, uh -huh. but uh, the, the plan as of now, um, we can either put this in or not, but uh, Matt has a, uh, a game he's going to put up on Is the channel. Is it Cyberpunk but, uh... 2077? <laughs> I got oh, my refund for that. Oh, good. Oh, you did. No, no, I'm just, I'm just joking. Oh, I didn't buy it. Oh, that. I, I'm just hearing horror stories yeah. all day about it. I, I, I've got a friend who got on PS4, and it's like, yeah, it just doesn't function. My buddy upgraded his PC to like the maximum possible specs in order to play that game on the highest settings ever. Yeah. Yeah, and it's functioning. Yeah, he's fine. PC users yeah. are having a great time as long as their PCs aren't toasters. So you're fine. If you have a PS4, I'm sorry. I, I saw something earlier today saying um, the the company that made the game was strategically only letting people review the PC version and not the uh, like last gen consoles because they knew this was going to happen potentially. Well, that'd be like telling someone you can only review the food if it's cooked and not when it's not cooked. Because I mean, that's it, it's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, if that's you a tell good them point. to review the PS. I mean, as long as they get, they should have had a review for the PS4 versus like, yeah, if you have a PS4, it'll do the best, but it's not optimized for it. Yeah, to be yeah. real with uh, that's a that's a good way of framing it. I, I actually wouldn't have thought of it that way. 
But uh, so the um, the the game you're going to do is a well, I guess we should get into what the cartoon you chose is the same one as your sister Ren and Stimpy, and mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not, you picked the same episode. Yes. Yeah, and yes, Stimpy's uh, invention. And uh, that's the title of a Genesis game, mm-hmm. despite the fact that that's absolutely nothing to do with the episode. And it's a completely different invention. Invention, I believe it is. It's a what's the invention of the of the within the game is the um, mutatomatic. I think for something like that. Christ Almighty, I yeah. forgot mutatomatic, in which you can turn garbage into delicious glazed hams, steamed hams. <laughs> 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 steamed hand. so i actually had that game and remember like enjoying it quite a bit so i'm looking forward to your video it was you you controlled one of either ren or stimpy and based off of you know they could manipulate the other character mm-hmm. in some way or another and uh i remember um i think ren could squeeze stimpy and his fart would make them jump extra yep. high or something yep. along yep. those lines but yeah, I uh, I enjoyed the game and I'm really. I've never to found out about. I, I <clears throat> let me rephrase that. Excuse me, I got a little bu- uh, bug in my throat. Uh, I never heard of this game until this week. Thirty six going on thirty seven years. I haven't heard of oh. the game because. Well, you were you were well, Super, I was Super NES, fan, right? but yeah. uh, besides that, because I had a neighbor who we shared the egress with, he had Sega Genesis. I would go over all the time and play that, but I. Never heard of the Ren Stimpy game. I mean, I I was certain that a game like that existed, but never, never, never sure quite actually. But I found out about it, and now I'm hooked. <laughs> Better late than never. Now, here's the crazy thing about uh, between 1992 and 1995, there were a total of like ten different Ren and Stimpy games across a bunch of platforms. Which is oh, wow. ridiculous. Like, just the sheer amount of licensed games that they squeezed out of this cartoon that only had, like, three seasons. Wow. Is there is there one that's, like, regarded as, like, okay, this is the best one and this is the worst or anything along those lines? Um, or? I think the best ones... I mean, Simpy's Invention is definitely up there, but I think the yeah. one that if it's it's rare and it's sought after is the, the Super Nintendo comparable one called Time Warp. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. I, I'm but sure I saw advertising for it at the time. The big joke of it all, though, there was a um, there was one that came out. I think it was the last one for Super Nintendo called Fire Dogs, named after the episode Fire Dogs. Um, but the game is so gosh darn repetitive. Like it could be like a Amiga yeah. game with how little you do in the game. Like you walk through the firehouse, get the supplies for the fire engine, put them on the fire engine then go catch things in a net slash trampoline and then repeat the firehouse scene again and then repeat the trampoline scene again until the game's over. So let's get back into it, Matt. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, your history with the show? You you were pretty young when the show came out. Oh yeah, but yeah. Um, toddler, right? 
Yeah, well, I basically, yeah. I mean, the game, the show came on nineteen ninety two, if not earlier. Um, was it earlier? I'm not even sure. It looks like uh, ninety one. Yeah, ninety one. Yeah, one of the first Nicktoons ever. Um, so seeing as at that time I was, I must have been two or three years old. Yeah, um, having two older siblings, both two and four older, two years, two and four years older than me, I really didn't start my cartoon watching with like Nick Jr. or like baby shows because they wanted to watch the cool shows on Nickelodeon. Yeah. So yeah. that didn't give me much choice. So I was just like shoved headfirst into adult quote unquote cartoons, big, big kid cartoons. Yeah. Like Red and Stimpy, Doug, Rugrats, Hey Arnold, uh, Rock is Modern Life, The Simpsons. And Ren and Stimpy, here's the thing about that. They weren't really a kid's cartoon to begin with. They they caused a lot of the parents' groups to come out in arms. And and I remember because it was on MTV uh, growing up as much as it was on Nickelodeon. It really was more suited for MTV, if you think about it. Hmm, Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was right after after the Nickelodeon run. 91 to 95 like 95 96 something like that oh they were running a well it was under was mtv networks time, yeah. before viacom bought out the uh the networks yeah and oh, right, uh right. you want to get into the creator of the ren and stimpy he's a oh, uh, yeah geez. yeah I unfortunately mean, yes and no of course john k oh my god what the hell did you do it's just, it's it's one of those like, can you still appreciate the art knowing like, I, I think this is one of those kind of projects that's so collaborative and, you know, he didn't even, I believe he didn't even direct the episode, um, this particular episode we watched and yeah, just a, just a real creep and, you know, the, the, the less said about him in general, the better, but yeah, we definitely... Uh, need There's to touch no on denying that. that him as an artist completely ignoring his personal affiliations the things he did with whomsoever he's a brilliant artist great designer even a musician at some point even a voice actor he's a lot of things he do but as a person i don't want to i can't give him any credit as a human being as a creator yeah. sure all the credit in the world yeah, and I mean, when he dropped off the show, I think it was in 93, 94, so the, the quality of the show definitely dipped, and it became, you know, more kid-friendly, but mm. yeah, again. Just... More kid-friendly, but also kept that gross-out sort of thing that they were known for. It's all like, should we have that episode where Ren and Stimpy are living inside a decaying whale? John Kay would do it, so yeah, let it I happen. actually worked with a teacher. Yeah, why not? Uh, at my previous job, she was one of the animators uh, who worked under John Kay, and uh, she said pretty much what we all knew and what was coming eventually. So in the age of Me Too, this oh, was not surprising. Yeah, he threatened a lot of careers, mostly the females, the, the women that he worked with. Yeah, he's not a good guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's really unfair because there's a lot of talent that uh, has been squandered because of so-called men like John Kay. I don't even know how to pronounce his Mm -hmm. last name. It's like, you want to take a stab at that? There's a, yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, Chris Belushi. Chris Chris Belushi or something. John Belushi, got it. Yeah, but 
Yeah. All our heroes have skeletons in the closet. Oh, this a lot, is pretty a lot bad. Of, a lot of other... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I was going to say a lot of other notable people worked on this show. I, I think the other uh, big animator writer who I believe directed sure. this one was uh, Bob Camp. Bob Camp. Yeah, na- name I've seen thrown around a lot. I think uh, I think he worked uh-huh. on Thundercats, Tiger Sharks, all that that kind the of stuff. All the cartoons. things like the uh, the real Ghostbusters, Tiny Toons, yeah, kind of everywhere. And and of course the uh, the voice talent on this, uh, Billy West, Big is just awesome. Anybody in Boston got to start Absolutely. at WBCN, Charles Laquadera, and the Big Mattress. He was the sideman before he took his talents to yeah. New York and uh, became a Howard Stern sidekick. Yeah, if I if I'm remembering correctly, uh, when uh, when Ren and Stimpy premiered, he got a little bit additional fame or notoriety or whatever, and uh, there was some like talk was like, oh, he lived he lived in our hometown for for a couple months or one year at one point. Like that guy's from here. Like, like just the sheer like, his sheer. Uh, his range, the fact that he knew Ren and Stimpy, and God knows how many other like the. I'm assuming he did the uh, the announcer, like the log announcer, the press the red button guy. Just about any voice oh, yeah, must have been. <laughs> is all just Billy West, the Red M M&M, M Fry Fryson, whatever his name is. Uh, Phillips J Fry, that's it. So have you have either of you seen him uh, explaining what the voice of Stimpy comes from? Was, uh, I, I heard this uh, earlier uh, yeah. this year at some point. It absolutely blew my mind. If not, so uh, it's it's uh, an exaggerated version ah. of uh, Larry Fine from the Three Stooges. Uh-huh. You know that makes a lot of sense. It, it, it's really really close. If you if you listen back to it, we I'm sure we can uh, insert a clip or something. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty great. Mm. Yeah, I I can definitely hear that now because I swear I watched like it was like a, I don't think it was the Three Stooges movie, but it was like a Three Stooges like reboot thing back in like maybe early two thousands. And I heard Larry, I'm all like, that sounds like Stimpy. Yeah. So I guess the fact that that is the full circle sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's like the um the Garfield no, thing with music. um. <laughs> Uh, Lorenzo Music and Bill Murray uh, Lorenzo Music because he had passed away when the movie came out yeah and uh, but Lorenzo Music had voiced Bill Murray's character from Ghostbusters in the Ghostbusters cartoon so then Bill Murray came around and voiced Garfield in the movie because Lorenzo Music had passed or was sick at the time I can't quite remember so a similar thing happened to me the other week. I was um, on Disney Plus, as you do, and I'm all like, oh, they got a uh, Darkwing Duck on here. So I popped the first episode on and there was a villain on there that uses like plants. Heard his voice. I'm all like, is that <laughs> is that John Candy? No, who, like that can't be John Candy. They can't just get John Candy to play a one off villain. So I looked him up and it wasn't John Candy. It was like this other dude that isn't John Candy, who had very, very minimal roles in the roles he was in. Um, were like additional voices most of the time but it turns out that later on down the line uh, when they made a Spaceballs animated show he played the voice of barf oh wow and, so, and your brain just processed that as like <laughs> oh yeah that would be john Can- oh that's He's awesome a professional john candy impersonator they, they exist hey it's a living it's a living
<laughs> so so dave you did watch this uh oh, sure. this cartoon a bit when you were younger like well you, so you here's the deal i wasn't allowed to watch a lot of yeah. mtv growing up and yet mtv and nickelodeon the two were intertwined mostly because nickelodeon was a birth child of mtv and so was vh1 but my mom used to punch in the parental controls and uh i i say i got over it but not really, but when I was able to watch TV growing up, it was Nickelodeon, and my mom had no problem with Ren and Stimpy. I don't think she really thought anything of it other than they were just kind of silly. And I'd watch, and I'd realize that this isn't a cartoon for kids. This is a cartoon for adults. I enjoyed it, and it was stupid. It was stupid fun, but it wasn't something that I, I look back on, and I think, hmm, I'm going to remember this the way that I remember The Simpsons or Fraggle Rock and so forth. It was just something that you, you watch and you couldn't believe this got away with the this uh, past the censors. Yeah, hmm. I mean, it really felt like the, the turning point, at least in TV animation. I mean, pr previous to this, There'd certainly been a lot of film animation for adults. Your, your, you know, your Ralph Bakshi's and that kind of stuff out there. But besides The Simpsons, and then this showing up in '91, and I think Beavis mm -hmm. and Butthead the next year in '92, which I mean, I That's guess it was for me, adults so much as like older teens it. or whatnot. But but that was that that was yeah that was the real line. I mean, look, look at all that's led to in the last yeah. you know what is it twenty thirty but years it, now. It, yeah. Go ahead, Matt. It's uh, no, I, I, uh, I think no, go on, go you on. look back on it now, it seems so tame. Beavis and Butthead, not necessarily Ren and Stimpy, especially with what we know about John Kay and what was going through his head. And, and we think it's more disgusting now than when it actually aired. But some of the, the cartoons that were geared towards adults that were kind of not geared towards children, you look back on it, they're they're rather tame. And it's a lot of the shows from that 90s era and it's not just the the animated series like beavis and butthead but it's even some more of the live action you talk about married with children um that was really really dark and inappropriate at the time growing up because especially it was on fox which was kind of very adult like but now you watch it it's just like any other show it was just kind of groundbreaking for its time yeah, yeah, we've What's gotten that? so desensitized since then. I was, um, I was watching some Married with Children. I was stuck at the hospital without a remote, so Married with Children is what I had to watch. So watching it, I watched it as a kid, and my my dad referred to it as Al Bundy. Like he always referred to the TV show we were going to watch as just the main character. Like <laughs> I didn't know the show was called Married with Children until <laughs> I was like fourteen years old. I'm like, That's it's amazing. not called it's not called Al Bundy. <laughs> Um, but I was watching it and it kind of gave me um, almost sort of like always sunny in Philadelphia vibes with how just ridiculous it was like, but also like, they're just so they have no conscience at all. Like these characters within Married with Children have no conscience whatsoever. Like they'll rob a Santa that fell through their roof and died and be like, Oh, here we go. Free, great, free gifts. And it's like, damn. That's well, you yeah. think about all the cartoons yeah. that came on now? later, including Bundy. King of the Hill, which is Mike Judge, you know, who created Beavis and Butthead. And then, then, of course, Family Guy and a lot of the shows that do a lot of the over the top irreverent humor, Beavis and Butthead and 
getting back to mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy, those were kind of the 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 parents that gave birth to a lot of the shows that came on later. If it wasn't for Ren and Stimpy, you wouldn't have some of the you know the really naughty shows that late night TV puts on. Adult Swim comes to mind. You know, you think about Robot Chicken, Aqua mm-hmm. Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, I mean, even um, so far. Maybe... And the fondness, the fondness that the viewers of that that are watching it now have for cartoons like Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy, growing up, uh, they they want adult cartoons. They want the those messed up cartoons they had as a kid, but as an adult, Rick and Morty, uh, American Dad, Family Guy, all that but stuff th- like that. But I think it. Well, no, I was going to say, I think more or less the the Ren Stimpy didn't have the morals that a lot of the there's always a little bit of the the, message like an endgame for a lot of the Rick and Morty's that that you watch now. And and the way that Dan Harmon writes, uh, it's he's clear that he's trying to he's trying to get something to the viewer or as Ren and Stimpy. Who knows what John Kay was on at the time? I don't even want to know because it it's just fucked up. But you can appreciate some of the influences that um, John Kay had in writing the in creating some of the episodes. Um, uh, there was uh, one where the Ren was uh, imitating Captain Kirk and Spock. Um, a Star Trek uh, based episode. I, I appreciated that. And, and so you do get a little bit of the best of both worlds in some of the early Ren and Stimpy episodes where there's a, an homage to the influences that came before, but also just there's some disgustingness that at the same time, it, it's gross. You, you have to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. I I think this might be the perfect leeway to get into the episode Matt chose because I saw I saw a lot of influences in this and some so it, it's just like the perfect example of mm. a uh, a Ren and Stimpy episode. So uh, are you guys good with uh, kind of launching into discussing it now? Absolutely, absolutely. Great. So uh, Matt picked uh, Stimpy's Invention, which I believe was the last episode of the first season. Correct. It's listed as, um, I think, episode 8B, because it was initially, um, because they're shorter episodes, it was paired with another one. I think Black Hole was the type of this one. But uh, so so why why pick this specific episode, Matt? Do you remember it fondly, or just because it lined up with the title of the game? Or? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I mean, like it's such it's such an important episode, um, not only to like people that remember it now, but even even uh, even back then, like when I was growing up, even the Happy Happy Joy Joy song was such a a staple that became part of it, like referenced later on throughout the series like the um one where like there's different animals they're looking at like the alligators of like stimpy that are saying happy happy joy joy all that stuff um and of course yes the the name of the game which has the cover that looks like it's about the episode but it's totally not but even even then the episode itself is a like you said a a complete and total like the the penultimate ren and stimpy episode It it shows the uh, the chemistry, no pun intended, between both characters and how they act and how they work with each other and how they 
how the heck they manage to live with each other with all the stuff they do. Hey, Ren! What? Will you help me try out my new inventions? Go away! I'm busy! Come on, Ren! I need your help! Oh, please! Huh? Uh, all right, all right, sure. All right, Stevie, I'm losing my patience. Let's get this over with. Ahem. Ladies and gents, I give you the Cheezophone. Now we can talk to Cheese anywhere in the world, regardless of their foreign tongues. Uh, go ahead, Ren. Say something in Limburger. starts off with um with stimpy sort of saying he's got these inventions and ren reluctantly volunteers to try out these various wacky inventions i think the the first one was the uh cheese to cheese <laughs> and uh and ren is like oh now we can talk to cheese anywhere in the world in its native tongue <laughs> and <laughs> ren starts getting angry do you any of you guys yeah understand Ren's temper as you get older Dave as a dad Matt I mean as a cat owner do you guys understand the meltdowns like Ren's like temper I feel like sometimes even Ren's reactions despite the straight up physical abuse that's coming out of him is still too tame to deal with the stuff that Stimpy puts him through like the the next invention that they go into is the never fall down socks which oh. Ren reluctantly puts on to realize that thing that keeps him up is glue glue <laughs> it's yeah. glue so now he's it's trying to he's screaming and crawling and scraping at the walls and just like in the background just trying to get out of these this death trap of an invention that Simpy made and it's just like <laughs> i would be so very 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 upset <laughs> If I was he shaves him too. There, there's a there's another invention where he like runs this remote control shaving thing to shave <laughs> him and like rip rips off all his hair like down to his like raw skin. And, yeah, it's it, it, it's brutal. <laughs> and like that's just the uh, start of it. Like it's... yeah, yeah. I have you guys seen? I, I think there's some speculation, if not confirmed, that they were uh, they were like at least partially meant to be a couple. Oh, it wouldn't shock me. It, it wouldn't shock me at all. It's definitely like domestic reunion sort of thing going on. Like I can see it, especially with some episodes. They seem much more buddy buddy in how they do things. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's sometimes. I mean, they they kind of trade back and forth. You know, g- traditional like kind of generic sitcom roles. But there, there's there's definitely a like Archie and Edith Bunker kind of vibe going on in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Where where Stimpy's kind of like the the dingbat, <laughs> Edith and and Archie is definitely Ren. And yeah, it's just he he just doesn't want to. He just wants to read his paper, and Stimpy is just for some reason very smart when it comes to inventing things. And I've even as a child and now I've never understood why someone who can't spell the word that the invention is can make it it's ridiculous <laughs> i mean i guess that's kind of the point of it too like that, that that juxtaposition is part of the humor but yeah <laughs> uh 
Uh, so I, I, I love that, like, the way Stimpy's mind work is like, oh, well, Ren's really angry at what it's what's going on right now. How can I help him? <laughs> and the fact that like and, he doesn't see the fact that what's making him extremely angry is exactly what he's about to do is make another yeah. invention. Yeah. <laughs> which is how we get the uh i think he calls it a happy helmet a happy helmet yeah and uh i'm so uh, happy it, it, <laughs> the i gotta say guys the the whole sequence where he's like constructing the helmet is just like amazing oh yes. yeah all the, all those all those like high production stills and whatnot is they think that is so gosh darn impressive to me just seeing the stills, the lighting, all that stuff with the music, like the like classical production music they have as well. And just like the, yeah, it, the montage. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a 50s sitcom or like an old Warner Brother Disney cartoon music. It's just like such good music there. Yeah. Ren! What? Are you feeling any better? No, I'm not feeling any better. Wait. What are you up to? Oh, nothing. What have you got behind your back? You're hiding something from me, aren't you? What is it you're hiding? All right, let's see it. I like the little shtick that goes on during, like, the part where, like, Stimpy's eyes are, like, um, filling with, like, fog and water and stuff like that from the sweat. And he's, like, unscrews the lens and drinks it. I'm like, ugh. It it almost looked delicious as a kid, but now I'm just like. (laughs) So, so do you guys know the term body horror? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, like I think the typical example is like David Cronenberg movies that like gross out, like, like what you just described there, Matt. And I think you see a lot of it in this show. Oh yeah, not this episode, but there's there's another one that just sticks in my mind. It might have even been the video game, but just like. A, uh, a a close up on a nerve after a tooth has been oh, pulled out. There, there's just this like unsettling squeamish thing going on in this show. The that, nerve like, ending. It, it, the nerve like ending. Any other. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I I feel like the word body horror almost fits with it. it. Absolutely. Like they body horror is definitely a thing that happens. I mean, between like the the nerve endings, I just I can't get over the nerve endings. There was a part where Ren is a wrestler and he um takes off the wrestler's shoe and bites off like a pimple and you see it like burst and it's like oh that's absolutely disgusting oh, like, I am like uh, so uncomfortable looking at it and, and the animation style changes at those moments too it zooms in and the like level of detail increases <laughs> for it and it's just like oh like, god it's I so would, unsettling I would love to be like in the animation studio like on frame number like 20 out of like 89 of this so like i'm still drawing this pimple popping in his mouth like you want me to continue with this like come on i'm not sure i want to be a fly on the wall in those sessions you know right (laughs) oh god you you know you know what i would want to do some of the um the the foley artist work on this show there's some amazing like joint cracking sounds and like power tool noises as he's building things and just sounds that like don't quite match what's happening but they're like absolutely extreme and like just like yeah joints cracking specifically mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it's just like and oh and you can tell some people like went all out making this thing two of the uh the 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 tools in which simpy uses to invent this helmet are a beaver 
which acts I it kind of makes like jackhammer sounds and yeah yeah and then a duck which makes like power drill soldering sounds <laughs> it, it's just so jarring absolutely but the joint cracking like when Ren receives the helmet like every single movement he's doing is against his will and yeah he's trying to fight it yeah. <laughs> he's not he's not happy despite what the invention is supposed to be doing I love uh so w- when he puts the helmet on what happens he starts like laughing maniacally when like cleaning dirty kitty litter and just like like he's clearly fighting it and just disturbed looking <laughs> like he it's it seems like a, like a lawn chainy sort of transformation oh yeah like his face is just like morphing into a smile he does like a and his eyes his body movement everything it just says I don't want this at all this is I'm physically and emotionally in pain because this is happening to me, but then proceeds to happily go through all these chores that he would otherwise never want to do. Scraping the kitty litter. Um, oh, he says I, he says it like this. I love scraping the kitty litter. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good rend. Thank you. <laughs> I guess he's going to spatula for it. It's like coming mm-hmm. off like clumps. Oh. And his his afterward, like he wakes up and his whole bedroom's full of just these like demented happy faces on the wall. <laughs> and his eyes, like they the way they open, just like like bloodshot and just like sound like the pain of like glass p- planes breaking as his eyes open. To you're right breath. though about like like the Lon Chaney performance kind of thing. <laughs> like like this is the kind of acting like I love to see. Like I I don't know if you guys are. You know the uh, the Evil Dead Army of Darkness oh, movies. Yep. So in in the second one, there's this whole sequence where Bruce Campbell's hand mm-hmm. becomes possessed, and he's like acting against his hand, like like it's a separate thing. And I'm trying to think of another movie. I think um, not 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 as entertaining of a movie, but that Jim Carrey performance in. Uh, me, myself, and Irene, where he's kind of playing two characters with his oh, own yeah. within his own body. Like this, like is animated so well that like you can tell the character is going through that <coughs> inner struggle of like fighting what his body is trying to do. Oh yeah, like um, like when Stimpy comes home with uh, the surprise for Ren, like he's like at the bottom of the stairs, like in his robe, like smiling, but his eyes don't look happy. And he's like yeah, shaking yeah. on the stairs. Like, why am I here? Like the pain is palpable. So, so we got to get into what he brings him. Cause, cause the item he brings him is like, I think what everyone remembers from this episode. Absolutely. The, uh, the, the CD record of uh stinky whizzle teats single, <laughs> Happy, happy, joy, 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 joy. Sticky whistle teeth. Uh, and so, if I'm remembering correctly, like I feel like they played this as like a little like interstitial thing between commercials or something to try and like it, like a, a little clip of, it, of them like dancing around to the song to like mm-hmm. advertise they the did. show. Like this was the yep. thing shown was no. It just became that. like the anthem of the show. Yeah. Along Besides the log, log, <laughs> yeah, it's log, it's log. It's heavy, it's so, so I I have a bit of a confession. Uh, one of the the first two CDs I ever bought in uh, 
in the sixth grade, uh, along with the soundtrack to Wayne's World 2, did, did not have this, but it was the Rem and Stimpy Christmas CD. And I believe one of the songs on it is performed by like Stinky Whizzlety. It's a, I, I really need to go back and like hunt down the, all the stuff. The Stinky Whizzlety. I, I had I had a Rem and Stimpy. Christmas now, now does Stinky Whizzlety remind you of Burl Ives? A little bit. Anybody? It, he reminds me of sort of like a uh, a combination of like Bob Dylan mixed with a uh, um who's that guy from Toy Story that he's only known for Toy Randy Story Newman. Randy Newman. Randy, Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Bob Dylan. That, that, you got Yeah, Randy it's that kind Newman. of talk singing. Yeah, it all just kind of sounds like Ren, but like with a croon. Like if you ain't the granddaddy of all liars, like it's just so kind of it's, just, it's still Billy West, I believe. Um, I listened to that song. Hello, boys and girls. This is your old pal, Stinky Whizzleteeth. This is a song about a whale. No. This is a song about being happy. That's right. It's the happy, happy, joy, joy song. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I don't think you're happy enough. That's right. I'll teach you to be happy. I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs. Now, boys and girls, let's try it again. Happy, happy, joy, joy. 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 Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. If then you ain't the granddaddy of all liars, the little critters of nature, they don't know that they're ugly. That's very funny. A fly marrying a bumblebee. I told you I'd shoot. But you didn't believe me. Why didn't you believe me? Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I'm not sure if it, like, I, I think the clips on TV must have been edited down because it gets really disturbing. Like, <laughs> like beyond the, the chorus. The is. actual song itself. Like I, I, back in the day of mixed CDs where I would make a new CD for every day, I would always have Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy on there because it's much longer than the, uh, the scene itself within the episode. They talk about things like, I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs mm-hmm. and talking about shooting, shooting things and that because they're yep. ugly, it's like... <laughs> what's going on here uh, so that i mean that seems to be like the breaking point for ren too it's like okay this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me like i i need to find a way of escaping this helmet <laughs> and he, he manages to i suppose in stimpy's absence the thought that ren is having a good time lets his guard down with the controls of the happy helmet where ren is able to take control out of sheer anger and free will to shatter the helmet upon his head with a hammer as you do <laughs> just like bashing himself in the skull with, in, <laughs> to, with the, to the to the temple song of course and he just breaks shit that and and, and it, it intensifies the breaking of everything oh <laughs> the light it's a like a, a splotted like background to the whole breaking scene where every single impact is a different color like showing the dramatic change that's going oh, through yeah. everything. 
you you can tell like so much like oh god i i i hate to know who the creator is of this because you can tell so much work and care went into this among other animators and whatnot too working on it and, you know it just like oh like that's so well done uh, uh so he then what tries to strangle stimpy do i have that right oh yeah like there's he two hand strangles him. you can like hear like the cracking of I'm assuming his spinal cord or whatever sort of important bones that he is, uh, but comes to the realization upon choking Stimpy, and Stimpy realizing, "Hey, you're you're mad. You're not happy." And then Ren's like, "Hey, I like being angry. It's my like Zen and feeling. It's a Zen feeling." <laughs> and he does, he thanks He's Stimpy. Like, well, thanks, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> Stimpy just sits there looking confused and. Uh... <laughs> It took yeah. something as hor- horrifying as the happy helmet that put Ren through to realize that angry is normal for him. Um, so, so I guess there is a lesson to it. <laughs> yeah, be angry. <laughs> Ang- being angry can be a good thing. Sometimes it can be. It can be cathartic. So I don't know what uh, platforms you guys found to watch this show. Uh, I know it's available on some CBS All CBS Access. Thing I wasn't going to pay for. Yeah. I uh, I watched an illegal little <gasps> Dave naughty naughty. Yeah, you cut that out. Well, you are an attorney, yeah, so I'm uh, sure you can ex- finagle yeah. your way out of that. I can watch it and download anything. Uh, Pirate Bay. So, did you, the one you guys watch have a, a little Ask Doctor Stupid se- segment tacked on to the end? It did. It did. It did. I um I have season one and two DVDs on uncut that I bought a few years back on a. F1 oh, nice. Downtown Crossing going out of business sale. Aww. Oh, wow. Yeah, right by my old law school. I remember go. that store. Yeah. The, the, the Ask Doctor's Stupid, I believe it was. Wow, it was fresh. It was something. It was just. It was stupid. Hence the. Yeah, it's. Uh, so. So he puts on, it's a very tricky question. So this hand reaches out and puts on, oh, I forget what he calls it, the thinking helmet. But the question was, uh, uh, Sally or whoever it was writes in, and she asked, what that ugly white slab in her can of beans is? <laughs> oh. Like, oh, it's the queen bean. The other beans are the worker beans that serve her. She's like, okay, that's amazing. <laughs> she's just in this, he's in this like um, puddle of mud uh sort of thing and like he has the note it's like floating on top yeah. you just see it like sink down it's just yeah. like yeah yeah they zoom out and it's a tar pit <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah there you go he's dying in it <laughs> oh god I, I i gotta say like you, your your sister picked the exact same episode really and, like i'm so happy that like just go back and watch it like this is such a like the perfect example of this show and yeah i uh i, I didn't uh, know she picked that episode yeah, yeah, exact same one. So uh, I'm like, oh, I saw this like two years ago. And I was like, oh, I need to watch more Ren and Stimpy. And I, I, I didn't. And I just had the same thought this, again. And this time I'm going to stick to I think this might be it. the easiest episode that we've ever reco- recorded and reviewed because let's face it, the premise is simple. Ren uh, gets tortured by Stimpy. And you know, who can explain what happens after? <laughs> I, I think it's a good length too, oh, right, yeah. Dave? Like I, I don't know about you, minutes. but yeah, some of these other like thirty-minute ones feel like they drag oh. on in those thirty minutes. Sometimes, like you come back from the commercial break, it's like, oh, it's still happening. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to get we, we, some we, Dunkin' Donuts, kid? 
some medium extracts. I've been looking forward to Duncan's. Yeah, I am so excited for this. So let's uh, let's take a like three four minute break. I'm going to go run into the other room and pour a bowl. Check on All the right. daughter for a bit. Uh, we'll cool, just cool, leave her cool. recording. I'll BRB. All right, BRB. Hey folks, it's Dave Morrison once again, wishing you guys a much more prosperous 2021. Before we go to break, just want to thank everybody for practicing such awesome hygiene skills. And we know you guys are good for that. Of course, this audience is unlike some of the other shows out there in podcast land. We won't name names. You know who you are. Stop it. And thank you guys for staying at home and Zooming with family and friends. We know it was tough this year, but hopefully 2021 will be much better and cleaner and COVID-free. We'll be right back. Time to make the donuts. Don't be a chump. Get a decent night's sleep for once. But all the nice folks will want fresh Dunkin' Donuts. It takes a lot of willpower to make Dunkin' Donuts fresh day and night. But we think it's worth it. But we think it's worth it. And you'll think it's worth it. There's something really delicious in this week's newspaper. Look for Dunkin' Donuts money-saving coupon in your local newspaper. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Dave Lindquist. I just wanted to thank you all for listening to The Frosted Side over the past year. It's been a tough year and being able to get to do these episodes with Dave has really given me a little bit of peace of mind. Uh, Hopefully a bunch more to come in 2021 and uh, maybe even some in-person ones toward the end, end of the year. But yeah, I just wanted to thank you all. Thanks so much. Take care. I feel like I'm at Al Life Station waiting for the red line to downtown crossing for work. This is what it tastes like. like. And right next to it is Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm waiting for my medium extra extra. Hmm. This, uh, so... (laughs) I've I've gotten at it a bit in the past with um with post cereals like they made the uh they, they seem to do all the branded ones like all the uh, they did the Sour Patch Kids one and the in the Twinkie one and you know I wasn't a big fan of either so I was kind of skeptical of this but uh, I feel like this does a fa- fairly decent job of uh... so so I sh- I guess I should specify this is the Dunkin' Caramel Macchiato naturally and artificially flavored cereal made with Dunkin' coffee. Can we talk about how like that smell of the bag when you open it just punches you right in the damn face? There's a lot of coffee going oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of coffee going on here. I hope you guys like staying up all night because that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm doing all right. So I was doing some digging and coffee concentrate is an ingredient on here. And I guess it does legit have caffeine. Uh, I saw some news article and he was saying roughly a uh, tenth of a cup of coffee's worth per serving. I shouldn't have eaten ten bowls then. Ten ten bowls worth of a bowl. So what what made you pick this one, Matt? Mm, I um. Hold on, sorry, I'm still chewing. You guys are using the milk? I mean, of course, of course. 1% here. 
oat milk. Um, I went with a uh, oat milk. Oh, nice. Very good. Uh, the so I was at Walmart because that's where that's your bastion of uh, where, weird as hell cereals. And like, of course, I don't have a Ren and Stimpy cereal, and like, there's a bunch of cereals you've already done. I almost thought about doing the um, holiday Captain Crunch, but I mean, it's just gonna taste like Captain Crunch, but make you poop green. So we we, we we did a weird Halloween one that turned the milk green. Oh yeah, I, I, wasn't that the? Yeah, I remember that was like one of the first episodes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, the but I thought to myself like, hey, it's you know it's Boston, it's whatever. I live on the same street as the first Dunkin' Donuts, and I my usual coffee is a mediumized caramel swirl, two pumps caramel swirl with uh, whole milk only, please and thank you. And it seemed interesting enough. Yeah, so the, the that's yeah, wicked good, kid. It's wicked, wicked good. good so I enjoy this more than I was expecting to, and I'm, I'm guessing you guys are eating a decent amount. So. I got a big bowl. <laughs> There's some agreement there, too. I mean, I like this. It's good. It just kind of tastes like Cocoa Puffs with a little bit of coffee and marshmallows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, the form factor is pretty close, too. Yeah, it looks like Cocoa Puffs. I wonder if the milk afterwards is going to be, be like that. Uh, now, this is getting hyper-local, not even to here, but to Rhode Island, if it's going to basically turn into coffee milk. Mm. So it's oh. funny, Matt, you mentioned a... All right, I'm going to put this ball off to the side, otherwise I'm going to be eating through all this of This is... I can't stop. <laughs> Please <Yeah>. send help. <laughs> all right, I can't help this. I know I'm vegan, and I'm no not supposed to have marshmallows, but... God damn it, I'm going to go have another bowl. Be right back. Go on and ask me a right. question while I finish chewing. <laughs> yeah, so, well, Matt, I wanted to run this by you. Like you said, there was no Ren and Stimpy cereal. I was actually, like, digging around to see if there had ever been one because it was, like, kind of the perfect time frame, and it really seemed like there it was a chance of one existing. Let me and pause found... it right there. Let me see if I can read your mind. Did yeah, you did you stumble across the Ren and Stimpy log cereal board game? I did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was I was hunting around, and it, it's like I I I think I vaguely remember this existing, and, and it was around the time, but it looked like it was like marketed toward children, and yeah, like, like absolutely. Why didn't this Why didn't this actual product exist? Like I would I, eat I, that. I mean, you could just as easily make it like a if you make the logs kind of texture like PB crisp, but with maybe a little bit of chocolate or something, it would be really good. I would eat the hell out well, of that. And they also had um, you know, the, the a breakfast themed character on the show. Your uh, your superhero there, uh, Powdered <laughs> Toast Man. So I feel like Ren and Stimpy was just asking to have a cereal. So we'll see. There's uh, there's been some talk. I'm not sure if it's been 100 percent confirmed, but uh, one of the dozens and dozens of uh, animated shows that seems to be getting a reboot this year. Uh, I think there's something coming in the near future. It was rebooted in the past at one point too, but I believe there's one on the horizon. Um, in Comedy Central, maybe. Within the context of Ren and Stimpy and Serial, there was another short that it still rings true with me. It was uh, Sugar Sod Pops. Where it was, uh, the cereal was, it's equivalent to like a Weedabix sort of thing, but it's just like AstroTurf. (laughs) It's just like ground with (laughs) dirt and grass and worms. You just like pour it into your... (laughs) 
Oh, I feel like I remember this. So it sounds like Dave's enjoying his. Damn cigarette. right I am. It gets soggy pretty quickly. You got to shovel it down. So, uh, but so now that you're back, Dave, before you stepped away, I think Matt had a question he was going to oh, run by you. Matt, do you remember what that was? <laughs> Wait, what? Ask. <laughs> okay, never mind. You <laughs> said <laughs> so when you get back, I've got a question. A question. Um, if you, I, maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe it'll come back to me. My my yeah. brain is full of uh, caffeine and chocolate. Yeah, More so than cool. usual. Yeah. So yeah. Again, we uh, we got very local with our last uh, with our last episode, but a lot of talk of local radio mm-hmm. and uh, there's just something about Duncan. Duncan is like a, a Massachusetts mm-hmm. thing, and like yeah, as Matt was getting at, founded in Quincy mm-hmm. in uh, 1950, I believe. Something and, like that. Recently yeah. remodeled the original location to look more like like that kind of 50s diner look. Did they get rid of the big sign? Did they have the big, like, old sign there? They there was still one do, near, yeah. um, near my old work in Brighton. It has amazing that cursive, big old, a big old cursive sign. Yeah. Art Deco, yeah. Mm, the very Art Deco. Uh, I used to work for Duncan. Like, I used to, the one actually right down the street, not not the first one, but the one down the street from it near the, the pharmacy. And uh, if you've ever worked at Duncan Donuts, I'm sorry for you. Like, I just want to do, like, the. You son of a bitch from Predator for going through the kind of <laughs> shit that I had to go through there. Um, it ain't fun. Yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, this, this, I was really not expecting to enjoy I'm, this. I really do enjoy this. I, I'm in love. I'm in heaven right now. And I can, it's in our blood. You have to. Damn like right it. I do. You picked it. And you picked <laughs> it. <laughs> So I'm wondering uh, you, you, if you guys have the cereal boxes handy or not. Uh, if not, I, oh, I, I was looking. At, I was looking at the back, back of mine, and it's it, it's very. It's got like a timeline of, of everything leading up to the cereal and the the name change to Duncan and the the introduction of the caramel macchiato. And there's there's a lot of uh, some local Massachusetts history in the first line there. But, uh, so the macchiato, I was I was working for Duncan at the time of the um, at the time of the uh, introduction of the macchiato, and boy howdy, um, nobody knew what a macchiato was, especially Dunkin' Donuts folks. They don't know what the heck a macchiato is, and oh, yeah. neither did any of the employees. <laughs> um, but what, what happened is the macchiato, a layered espresso beverage, uh, uh, I believe it's coffee in the middle. Uh, Flavor. They, they do it a flavored milk beverage on the bottom, layered with coffee on top. Option whipped cream. I don't know. Whatever is how you do it. Yeah. But what will happen is you're supposed to drink it layered. Be like, oh, I want some bitter. I want some sweet. Blah blah. blah. But people would get it and just immediately shake immediately it up. Start like, it. You yeah. pieces of absolute. That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. No, I had to like use a spoon and like layer it and get all that, and you just shake it in front <laughs> of me. <laughs> I cannot believe now, Matt. It. Did you did you work uh, at the Canton one or the Quincy? Which Duncan's did you work at? The Quincy wow. one. It's very hard to say because there is like nineteen metric Dunkin' Donuts is in one block. Yep. Um, but no, it's a one. It's like a two minute walk from my house, right off of uh, Washington Street in Quincy, near the Four River Bridge. Uh, I worked at that one. A very hole in the wall kind of place, and it's no longer with us. Rest, rot in peace. Rot in peace. <laughs> Damn. I was gonna say rest in peace, but then I realized I don't 
I think they built a new one right by there, though, didn't they? Yeah, it's about right down the street, uh, about halfway down the street. And it was one of the quote-unquote flagship stores when they started changing their names to just straight up Duncan. Oh, there you go. Yeah, actually, I think I went into that store and they had like they had taps. I'm like, what? What? What does Dunkin' Donuts have on? I'm not sure how to feel about ending Dunkin' Donuts and just replacing it with Dunkin'. I'm not sure how to feel. We got so much more than donuts at this point. They had pizzas for Christ's sake. They had all. Wait, they have pizza now? They did. They had pizzas. I don't know. They had some really disgusting looking sandwiches at one point a couple of years back. And it's like, I, I don't know how well these lunch items are going to take off. I think, I think when people well, want, when I was, want, when I was like poor, greasy breakfast, I was working at this place here in Lowell. So I went to my credit union to deposit a check. And then when I went to get some lunch, because I was on a 30 minute lunch break, there was a kid behind me. He ordered, I'm not even joking, uh, 150 donuts. He was just fucking with the people behind the counter. He had to be no more than maybe 18 or 19 years old. And I was late and I got, and and all I just wanted was my damn egg sandwich. And obviously I don't eat those (laughs) anymore, but... At the time, I got I got uh, read the riot act because I was like two minutes late. But needless to say, I don't do that job anymore. But the people behind the counter get the yeah the worst customers, the shittiest people, the drunkest, most obnoxious Karens you can think of. I have uh, a fun a couple of fun stories, but one of my favorite things, the most, the absolute most Quincy thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, at Dunkin' Donuts, I'm there. It's like probably like 11 a.m. I don't know. I'm just getting my second wind, and this this lady comes up and says, "Do you check scratch tickets?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Lady, no. <laughs> this is a Dunkin' Donuts." And this other guy came and he's like completely strung out, and he's all like, "You guys have egg McMuffins?" Oh. And I'm all like, "Okay." So preface to this because I've gotten a bunch of different replies on this. What is an egg McMuffin? Uh, English muffin, uh, with that weird preformed like, you know what? I should pull your sister in here. She worked at McDonald's for a little <laughs> while. At one point, she she could she could verify. Wait, just worked at McDonald's. Uh, she was a manager at the age of like six. Good for her. I'm probably the only person that never worked fast food. The only thing I came closest to working in food service, honestly, was probably when I I was a dishwasher. At the DCU Center in Worcester. Oof. I've been dishwashers. It's not a fun place to be. I was a I was a cook on the Odyssey in Boston for like oh, wow. two months. That's kind of cool. Huh? I don't want to do that ever again. Um, but so the guy asked me for an egg McMuffin. So in my head, you you're about to say preformed sausage patty, but in my head, I hear egg, I hear muffin. I make an egg and I make oh, an no. egg and cheese on an English muffin for this gentleman. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he's like. Where's the sausage? I'm all like, you you didn't ask for sausage, man. And he was like irate. Like I think he was very much strung out on something <laughs> or other. And it was not a good time. <laughs> so if I'm remembering it. right, like I think you have to order an egg McMuffin with sausage even even at McDonald's. I feel like it doesn't default come with sausage. I, I might have egg is the so. Sausage yeah. should never be the default. No. Well, it's funny. Now they have the plant based sausage. <laughs> beyond sausage at duncan's beyond duncan's but they put the sausage in between egg and cheese which to me kind of defeats the purpose of egg uh plant-based well i mean yeah 
I, got, I guess for vegetarians out there, like uh-huh. non-vegan vegetarians. That's true. Um, another uh, another horror story. Uh, oh, please, from, yeah. A regular customer come in in her usual. Uh, for context, if you're ordering a coffee, the medium has three of everything. Three cream, three sugar, three pumps of whatever. That's how it goes. Small is okay. two, large is four. That's how it goes. This lady comes in. And she orders a large iced coffee, extra cream, extra sugar, with 14 what? pumps of caramel swirl. On on top of the existing sugar? Yes. Oh, rot right, your teeth. even fit coffee in that. Oh, I, there was, it was, it, absolutely. And then she wants whipped cream on top with a drizzle <laughs> of caramel swirl on that. It changes to pumpkin spice to no one's surprise. Oh, in the fall. man. Oh, wow. I think my stomach is burning about that. So I just had a horrible, embarrassing flashback. Uh, yeah. I was that, like, dumb orderer at one point in high school who ordered the wrong uh, item from the wrong restaurant. I, it was This was back before that uh, McDonald's supersized me where every restaurant had its own, like, giant version of something so i was like exhausted working at uh working at the natick mall at sam goody on my lunch break walking up to the mcdonald's there and yeah i guess super size had just come out but i mixed them up with uh wendy's term so i was like can i get a biggie this and they're like i i'm not allowed to know what that is i'm like i don't understand what you're saying i just want like you know biggie the biggest one you're you're trying (laughs) and they're like i i can't acknowledge that i understand what you're saying like what you must have really <laughs> hated like, you when you asked for a wall not for that huh not yet <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness wow oh man yeah, I, I've, I've been that customer apparently i'm i've become such a stickler working for duncan like i'm such a when i'm like with anybody and they're ordering i'm all like no no you're saying it wrong you're just no say that put the sandwiches first put the sandwiches in first because you have to cook those first don't you Oh my god! Don't do like I just get really yeah. I like backseat order for people. I, I I can't even fathom the Starbucks version of that where they've got their all own, the like, venti and for everything too. I still grande. I, I refuse to learn it. Venti grande, tall, small. I I don't know, man. It's stupid. <laughs> Ever I, I I think the best joke I saw along it was uh, the. Uh, Tall means large, which is the small size. Grande means large is the medium size. And Venti's just 20, which, yeah, it's 20 ounces. But the large is the only one that doesn't mean large. Oh, God. I don't... Uh, well, I mean, this is European standards, I'm assuming, where, like, a biggie size is um, unheard of. Like, that's it's ridiculous. I got a... Oh, uh, yeah. Like the... Uh, what's the, the, the 7-Eleven big gulps and double big gulps and those kind of I feel like that's like a, a parody of our country. I went to uh, Dairy Queen once. Remember the, yep. the the brownie batter blizzard? Oh, yeah. So that was brand new. I mean, my friends wanted one. So we went there, and some guy that was very much very new uh, probably didn't know how the sizes worked. So he ordered a large uh, brownie batter blizzard, and that comes in like a tall, like a tall, thin cup normally. This gentleman proceeded to make our blizzards in the largest fountain drink cup readily available. Oh, so, like a thirty-eight ounce 
like a 48 ounce cup <laughs> like a half gallon of ice cream <laughs> it was it was sickening like to the point where like i would fit i'm just like i don't feel well yeah like, i only had a fourth of it I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm not doing well here and that's not the kind of ice cream you can just throw in the freezer and have later I'll throw it in the trash and have later yeah wait no <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me go back to that trash. Wow. Hold up. Oh wait, that's that's not chocolate. Uh okay, so I guess as we're wrapping up here, Matt, can you kind of uh replug your uh bone up and uh kind of the uh specifically um I guess we want to talk about the YouTube channel, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh so you can catch me at YouTube uh doc I don't have a slash because I only have like twenty followers right now, but bone up gaming on YouTube. Uh I'm going to be uploading a video regarding Stimpy's invention, the video game for Sega Genesis, in co collusion, could it in conjunction with this podcast. But yes, Bone yeah. Up Gaming on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitch. Whatever. Primarily YouTube because life is hard for a struggling small. I'm YouTuber. with it. Yeah, check me out. And subscribe and give them some thumbs up. These yeah. uh, I I I, I <laughs> loved the Gremlins two game video map. I was so excited to see that. Oh man, I love yeah, that movie. So good. The Game Boy one was so bad. <laughs> I, I saw the movie in the theater for the first time just a couple of years ago with your sister and your brother, actually. You've never so, seen the second one? Well, no, for the first time in the theater. Oh, like, first no. in theater. <laughs> but, you know, I I love prime. Yeah, I, no, I prefer the second one to the first, honestly. Same, same, same. Thank you. So, yeah, thanks so much. What's and, that? Uh, yeah, any final thoughts, Dave? Or... Oh my God! I'm breaking Any out final the thoughts? You, uh, I'm a I just went to the glue Liar. factory with Liar. some of those marshmallows. <laughs> All right, no good pick, good episode, I'm good. Uh, have a good holiday, quarantine. Make sure everybody's socially distanced, and uh, have have a good one. Yes, stay safe. Thank you, Matt. Thanks so much. Thanks, A very special thanks to our guest this week, the final guest of 2020, Mr. Matt Conine. He picked Stimpy's Revenge from Ren and Stimpy, as well as Dunkin' Caramel Macchiato Cereal, which you can get at Stop and Shop and Wegmans, I believe. And before we sign off for 2020 and we move on to 2021, we just want to thank all the first responders out there putting themselves on the front lines. You guys have the most thankless job out there, as well well as a lot of the proprietors of these music venues, restaurants, art galleries, it hasn't been easy for you guys this year either. A lot of you guys haven't made it. And for the ones who are down and out right now, we will support you when you come back and we will do everything to make the arts and entertainment scene come alive again. Save our stages. For Dave Linquist, I'm Dave Morrison. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Frosted Side all this year. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are available. Have a safe and healthy 2021. Ho, ho, ho. This is Santa Claus coming to you from the North Pole in quarantine where the misses, the elves, the reindeer, and myself can all agree. Some of you people are disgusting. Just wear a mask and maybe, just maybe, I'll come by your house next Christmas.